They say the devil is in the details, but we say design is in the details. I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 418, Design is in the Details. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if you don't have the details, and we'll get into what those details are, we'll talk about the fine print, so to speak, as we go along. But, if, you know, then maybe your living room looks like a, a really well-appointed waiting room or something. You know, you need to have the details. That's just those little bits that can transform a room, not only giving it style, but adding the personality of the homeowner. That is what we're going to be talking about today. And this is something you can be doing now when you're at home, because you probably have a lot of little things around that maybe you've got stuck in the back of a cabinet, or you just haven't uh, thought of a spot to put it, even though you love it, or something from your travels that you have packed away. In the industry, they would call these items smalls. So it's not a big giant piece of furniture, and it's not a big wall hanging or a big mirror or something, something small, but something that will transform a room. And isn't this where a lot of people get stuck, Kelly, where they've kind of gotten everything down as far as the basics, the big pieces in the room, and then they kind of get stuck as to what pillows to add or what this or that to add, what accessories to add in the room. Uh, Because I think part of the problem is there's too many choices and they really don't know what direction to go in. I totally agree. And sometimes particularly when you've just redone a room, you almost don't want to hang anything on the wall or you don't want to put anything out because, you know, it's so pristine. You work so hard on choosing the right big pieces and and everything is beautifully painted and it's just all really fresh. You should take pause and take time to decide the right things to put in, but you definitely want to analyze that room and give some thought to what those right things would be. And we have said time and time again, you don't want to have too many small things. So today we're talking about, you know, just the right small things and just the right amount of small things. Uh, Anita gave you a great intro, uh, the little teaser that she started out the episode with. And I also have a quote that's along the same lines. This is from Charles Eames. The details are not the details. They make the design. Oh, I love that. And I think it's so true because if you miss those details, then you can really miss some oomph in the room. Yeah, some opportunity to add your yourself to the room, uh, you, whether it doesn't have to be in the form of family photos and certainly not, please, not zillions of them in different frames, but adding some personality, something that you caught your eye that you love, that speaks to who you are because you love it and you are attracted to that item um, or things as we mentioned from your travels or part you know places that you lived in the past things like that will add so much to the room and you will be amazed at some of the things we're going to tell you about today because they just seem so inconsequential on their own and lots of these things might even cost you under 20 bucks but it can transform it just says that not only is the room well-appointed or the home well-appointed and curated, but you carefully chose each thing and you put it in a spot that is going to add to the overall look. And those are the small things we're going to be talking about today. And you know how much we love 
neutral rooms. If you have a neutral room, these details are even more important because you typically, even if you have some neutral pieces, you want to add some color. You want to add some pattern in the room. You don't want everything to be white and black or cream and black in the room. You need to add some pops here or there. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Are you ready to get started? I am. I love my first one. All right, you go. Thank you. (laughs) I guess I know you're so excited. I'm so excited. No, because this little item really makes a difference. And I see it every day. And it really just transformed what can be a very typical thing uh, hanging on a wall into something a lot more interesting. So along my travels somewhere, and I honestly don't remember exactly where, but I know it was in some small shop. I, you know, you sometimes you're in those little shops and you're just like, oh gosh, I really just, I just want to buy something and bring something home from here. You know, I don't know if I was with my mom or with a friend or with my girls, but I know I was in some little shop in some little town and I was trying to decide what I would get. And ultimately I chose this raffia tassel. It's it's large. I'm going to say it's probably about eight and a half, maybe even 10 inches long. And it's pretty thick, maybe three inches thick. And it's just made of raffia. So, you know, what a tassel would look like. It's kind of the raffia folded over and then wrapped all around. And then there's a little um, raffia self-hook. I've hung it in my kitchen from a mirror, a mirror that I hung with a black vintage mirror and I hung it with a black chain. And from the top of the chain, I have this tassel hanging. It really makes such a big difference. Rather than just having a mirror hanging there, I've got this extra element going on and I love it. Um, I've I used it in other places. I've used it before in some vignettes and whatnot, but I think this is going to be its home for quite some time. It looks fantastic. It kind of it makes the mirror more interesting. It also, I do have, a, like Anita was mentioning, black and white or neutral and black and white. I have a lot of those colors in my house. So when I can add texture, it really makes a big difference, even in these small doses. So I found one. I couldn't find the exact one I, I have. Mine is a little bit um, lighter in color, uh, maybe a little honeyer than the one I found. But I did find one on Etsy, and it appears to be just around the same size. So we'll put the link to that in the show notes. So maybe you would want to purchase one and you know walk all around your house and find the absolute best place for it. Wow, what a great find. That sounds so unique. It's such a little thing. I mean, I really, I think it was like $15. But I love it when we can find something so unique like that, that people aren't used to seeing. It really can make such a difference in a room. And let me let me just follow up on that hanging something from something that's hanging kind of idea. Um, I like doing that. It just, it just adds this extra layer. Again, you know, adds like, you know, what do people say? A designer look. Yeah, so you like hanging a wreath in front of a mirror, for example, then. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And what I also did in this other mirror that I have in my kitchen, the one that's over closer to my sink, um, and we found skeleton keys in this house, and there was a lot of them, and I don't know what they went to or whatnot, but, uh, you know, they're just so charming, and I didn't wasn't going to get rid of them, but like, what do you do with them? What, am I going to, you know, wear them around my waist and walk around the house, you know, clanging? No. And if you put one on its own, it's like, oh, that's interesting, but it's so small in a vignette. So I put them all together, and I took a little twine, and I did one of those little, like, finger braids, so I made a little loop for them, and I'm hanging them from this uh, mirror 
mirror that I got at Anthropology, and that mirror, this mirror has kind of the um, almost like a galvanized look. Um, scalloped edge. And so the silver, the kind of worn patinaed silver of the skeleton keys plays off that too. And it's just, just dangling a little bit in front of them. It just adds this extra layer that makes it really interesting. And so it doesn't have to be that exact thing. You know, I'm not saying to everyone, you know, go crawl around and try to find, you know, used keys and then hang them someplace. But just think of ways that you can enhance something that you already have going on. Like Anita's saying about, you know, hanging a, a, a preserved boxwood wreath in front of a mirror, something like that. Layering it, making it more interesting by using these small pieces. And particularly if they're pieces that mean something to you, it really goes a long way. So true. Well, my first item is something that we talk about all the time. We talk about pillows, and that's what I'm going to talk about. But I have a specific pillow uh, because, again, when you're adding pillows, it is so hard to find just the right one for you. I found a great shop on Etsy called Pop O'Collar. And the thing I liked about this particular shop uh, is that they had so many really high-end fabric. And this particular one is Brunswick and Phil's. Uh, they have so many other ones that uh, are, are going to be really high-end brands. But I found this beautiful one that's kind of got that um, duck egg blue background. And it's got what I would call Jacobean flowers on it, which are kind of stylized. And they were popular in the Jacobean times. But uh, and they would have been embroidered back then. But this is just this beautiful fabric and pops of color, and they've got it, they've got them with some red and pink pillows that they've matched them with, and they're so beautiful. The 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 patterns are just so striking. I think you will really love these. But even if you don't like the pillow I've chosen, they do have so many other ones that I, you know, sometimes you go to a store and you just don't like anything, and other stores you go to and you go, I like everything here. And in this particular store, there were so many pillows that I felt like the fabrics were just exquisite. So, and a pillow is a great place to invest because you don't need that much. And certainly if somebody's going to expertly make you the cover, all the better. I love the name of that shop too. And especially now where everyone's wanting to add a pop of color. I bet she's getting a mm-hmm. lot of hits on the internet. It uh, looks like uh, that shop has sold a lot of pillows and they had great reviews. So yes, yeah, so I think that's a this should be a great, great resource. I love a preserved boxwood wreath, and so Me does my too. dear friend. Yes, and I, I know a lot of you do as well. I think the 10 inchers, you know, the bigger ones are fantastic. I do have a large one. I know Anita has one that she leaves out all year too, and I leave mine out in my entryway. But they're expensive. And, you know, you can't put a large one in every single room, but you know what? You can put a 10-incher just about anywhere, and mm-hmm. you can have them in multiple places throughout your home. I needed, I didn't know I even needed this, but I clearly needed a little something hanging from my white china cabinet, the cabinet that I painted white in my dining room. And I couldn't really figure out what it was, and but it seemed like it was calling out for a little, a little something, a little dare I say, pop a color. So I had purchased, uh, I think it was a set of three of these little boxwood wreaths. And I tried one out there and it made all the difference. So I just, there's a little oh. key that goes in the, you know, the door for the china cabinet. So I hung it from there and then dial ahead a few months, I found this cool little cameo uh, at, at a estate sale and I ended up tying her on there. There's 
maybe we can include a picture in the, you know, for our show notes or something of, of that, because it's a really great example of using something small to great effect. So I have that little boxwood wreath and then this little cameo dangling from it. And you know, you know what, you guys, when I walk up my front um, walkway and I'm, I can see into my dining room and that's one of the things that, you know, it's like really like bullseye. That's what I'm looking at. And I just love seeing that every time. And, you know, obviously being in the room as well. So there's another small thing, a 10 inch boxwood wreath. I don't know. I mean, you could probably get one of those for $15 on Amazon or from Ballard Designs or something like that. And try it in different places. You can even hang those little boxwood wreaths. I did this at Christmas time and I really toyed with just leaving them up the whole year because I didn't put any ribbon or anything on them. I hung them from the window latches in the dining room because I have that bay window. And so I hung three of them and they just look so cute. Well, first off, let me just reiterate what you're saying, Kelly. And that is boxwood wreaths are not just for Christmas time. They look beautiful all year round and we both use them all year round. So don't be thinking about it just being for Christmas time. And yes, they tend to be expensive when you get the preserved ones, the real ones. But if you think about it being something that you're going to be able to use year round, then that expense doesn't seem like so much. uh, It doesn't seem so expensive when you're looking at prorating it throughout the entire year instead of just I love that shopping math. Right. And then the other thing, (laughs) a couple other things I wanted to point out is I love, I have, don't have one yet, but I really want to get a square one. I think those are so beautiful. And I think that's a nice option. And then also like the small ones are so pretty, but the fact that you put a cameo in one, that's amazing. I love that idea. Yeah. It's, you know, I should, I should rephrase it. It's really not a cameo. It's more like a silhouette. So she's, it's a woman's, you know, side profile mm-hmm. of a woman in black in just this little oval. And, you know, it was like one of those things that was probably in a box, uh, you know, oh, here, you know, everything in here, a dollar. And I picked out a few things and I thought, what am I ever going to do with her? And that's where she landed. And it just makes me so happy. So it's just underlying the whole premise of this episode is these small things make such a difference. Another small thing that I love is little small little busts. So I, whether it's a woman or a man or a child or something like that, um, I have my William Shakespeare who travels around with me wherever I go. Um, but he's large and, you know, so you can't always find a perfect spot for him. But a small bust that you can put on your dresser or even if you had a larger nightstand. So charming. I found a really darling one on um, Etsy and it's just a lot of them. Um, But the particular one that I was drawn to is Artemis and it's an alabaster and it was $28.42, which I don't even know how that possibly could be, but that's what it says. And she's just absolutely beautiful. And, you know, I could see it just by itself or maybe Maybe if you uh, placed her on a stack of uh, vintage books or something like that as a little riser or lean something against her or even some of those um, those wooden beads you could kind of like trail around at the base of the bust. So another great thing to add it would be great in vignettes and um, just really beautiful. So we'll put the link to that Etsy shop in the show notes as well. Another thing that you can do that really can add a big splash of detail is removable wallpaper. And I still haven't done this because my walls have a little bit of texture on them. I'm not sure I can do this in my house without doing a lot of work removing that texture. But I found something 
you know, we've talked about that shop, wall, Walls Need Love. Yeah. We've talked about that before. I found a really interesting pattern called Banana Leaf Wallpaper. So it kind of looks like a botanical print, but it has these uh, leaves and the, it's really pretty. And the it's a nice large pattern too, which I really like for a wall. And I've included the link for that, but I thought that would be so pretty on the wall. And it looks, it all, it has a vintage feel without looking, uh, with it, without it looking old and dated. It has a fresh take on a vintage kind of look. Like the Beverly Hills Hotel wallpaper. Maybe that's what I'm, I'm getting that vision. Oh, maybe so. Um, Yes. Interesting you should say that because I spent a few minutes or maybe more than a few on my staircase yesterday staring at this long rectangle that I have as you come down the staircase. Just the way it's shaped. There's just this, you know, it's like an area that you wouldn't pay any attention to. Normally, maybe you're looking where you're going when you're walking down the stairs or you're carrying something so you're not looking up. But if I, you know, this is, we've got the time now, right? So I'm examining all these different areas of my, of my house going, well, how could I do over there? Or how could I do that better? Or how can this function better? Or, you know, pulling things out and saying, how can I use these things? Um, I think I'm going to put some wallpaper right in there. I don't know who I'm going to get to do it. I mean, I sounds like I, or if it, I should say, it looks like I'm going to need somebody from like Cirque du Soleil or something like that, because I don't know how <laughs> they would get themselves up there to do it. But I think it would be so cool. And I love that Ellie Cashman, very um, Dutch mastery kind of floral removable wallpaper that mm-hmm. she has. So we can put the link to her and the show notes as well. And just drop a piece right there. I think plants inside are a wonderful thing to do, but uh, but if you do have issues with keeping plants alive inside, you, you can go faux. It's it's obviously a better look to have the real, but I mean, I think we have to be practical, and sometimes people just can't keep them alive alive, or maybe you travel a lot, or you don't have good light in your house. So I did find a faux fiddly ficus that I think is really pretty, had good reviews. It's not super large. But it did have good reviews, and it is on Wayfair. And I've had very good experiences ordering from Wayfair, so I definitely can recommend them. And so I've included the link here, but it's a really a, a pretty plant. And this one was not expensive. So I, well, I don't want to say because I'm not sure, but I think it was like $65, something like that. Okay, wow. Baskets. Now, not all baskets are created equal. And maybe your baskets are, you know, not really doing it. You know, they're not interesting enough. You know, it's a lot of times we have smaller baskets around the house. Maybe they're holding things or maybe there's a plant in them or something like that. So take a look at them. If they don't look so good or if they're not the color you like or, you know, they came with a gift set or something like that. Try to find yourself some nicer baskets that are really chunky and nubby and really make a nice texture statement in your room because that's another thing that, you know, it's a small thing, but it can make a big difference, particularly if you're somebody who's doing a lot of neutrals, adding some texture, but it, you know, good texture is going to go a long way to, to making your interiors more interesting. So have a look. And there are so many great baskets out there. I can put a link to some of the ones that I found. And, and sometimes you can even get them in the sets of three, which is nice. And then you can you know, have that continuity of the tones and the, the texture all around you. Yeah, and I think you have to be careful because the, the colors can be very different from one basket to another. And so if you're trying to stay more in the gray shade, some of them can really look yellow. So it is 
that's a touchy one. And that is diff- a difficulty if you're ordering it online, being able to s- know what the color shade is. All right. Well, my next item is mirrors. We talk about mirrors a lot because they really do make such a difference in your room because they can reflect light and they can reflect a pretty part of the room or the outdoors. So they're really such a beautiful thing to add. And my favorite is a Louis Philippe gold mirror, but I know I've talked about that before. So I thought I can't, I limited myself. I said, you can't, you can't share that mirror. <laughs> you love the Louis, but you can't. I know. So, about him. so I found one that's kind of like that, but it's not. Uh, this one is at Ballard Designs, and it's called the Cecile Mirror. And this one, well, for one thing, it's white instead of gold, where the Louis Philippe's are usually gold. Uh, but this one has a similarity in that it's got square corners on the bottom and curved corners on the top, like a Louis Philippe. But this has an extra little detail in the, in the center top uh, that kind of gives it a little crown. And this is really a beautiful mirror. I found this on Ballard Design. Ballard's having really good sales. I had to finally tell them I only wanted an email once a week because every day I was getting like two or three. Yeah, they're getting a little, have you noticed every company, now this isn't talking about Ballard, but they're sending you, here's how we're dealing with the COVID. And you're thinking, I really don't care what, care. what you know, that <laughs> you're, you're wearing three gloves COVID. instead yeah. of two, you know, just keep it to yourself right now because <laughs> everyone's emailing I know, me, I telling know, I know. me. I know, I know. It's that they want everyone to know they're trying, I guess. I don't know. We're all trying, right? How about something small that will impact you almost every single day? Cloth Ooh. napkins. If you haven't made the switch over, come on, ladies. Come on over, right? Don't be putting the paper products into the landfills. And you're going to enjoy having a collection of cloth napkins. And you can have your specials, but you know, get a couple of sets for every day and actually really use them. And when they get to the point where you maybe feel like that's just one too many spaghetti dinners, then you just let them go. <laughs> so there are a lot of you know inexpensive cloth napkins. You could certainly, my gosh, you could easily make your own, right? It's a couple of seams or or do the fringy thing and you have uh, you know them with a no-sew effect. But I think it's a really good thing to do on so many levels and it does impact your table and it's easy. True. I have a question for you. Do you, do you use them every day? So what do you do with, do you get lipstick on yours? How do you handle that? Well, let me just tell you, Gerald, I haven't been wearing lipstick (laughs) But when you do, or maybe your girls are wearing lipstick, you don't have an issue with that? But I don't know. When I'm sitting down to dinner, I don't usually... Are we back to your 1950s housewife thing? Are you really wearing lipstick at dinner every night? I applaud you. I'm not. I. It's because my lips get dry otherwise. It's not so much a, a oh, looks thing. I'm pretty much a clear gloss okay, okay. slash chapstick mm-hmm. I use both. Yeah. So no, I haven't had that issue. But if... Then it would... I mean, I presumably it would just wash out. Okay. I don't know. Spaghetti sauce comes out, so I guess lipstick would too. Yeah, okay, cool. And do you use white or do you use a dark color? If I find a set at a yard sale, I'll buy a set. I mean, you could just wash them. It's fine. You're not going to get somebody else's cooties. but um, Or at least that was pre-COVID. <laughs> I wasn't worried about anybody's cooties. But um, I have some dark gingham ones. I have check ones. Amazon has a, a few companies that do these big buffalo check ones. I have a couple of sets of those. And then I have some lovely ones, you know, some that we sold and bespoke. And then I have some from 
French Garden House that Lee oh, had those given to me yeah. years ago. And I, no one's even really, I mean, I wouldn't let anyone near them with any kind of pasta dish or lipstick <laughs> because I would be afraid of, of ruining those. Yeah, pat your lips on this napkin before you're, on this paper napkin before you're allowed in the dining room. I just don't put them in the dryer. I just shake them out and then I'll just put them on a little drying rack or something. But I like. just love ironing them. Just seeing them go from from all wrinkled. It's transformative. <laughs> well, you know, well, and speak, well, it is. And do you know what Evie and I discovered this week? I, I'm a little embarrassed to say this is the first time we've done this. We went to one, we went to one of those uh, places where you get your, do your own car wash. Have oh, you ever been to one? Okay. Um, where you actually get out and wash your car at a place? No, because I've, I've washed my car on the driveway, but never at a place. This was like, okay. It was, and it was like two or three dollars a car. We had, we took all the cars over there. Everybody, like our cars and Kevin's car. We had so much fun washing the cars over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How did we get there from cloth napkins? Did you use the cloth napkins to dry it? I don't, well, because of the ironing. I'm just saying there was so much, uh, there was so much pleasure. I get so much enjoyment out of seeing a wrinkled iron, a wrinkled napkin get all nice and smooth. Just getting the, the dirty cars all clean just made me so happy. Oh, yeah. I mean, transformation is my jam, but I don't know that ironing does not fall into that category for me. But good for you. No, I have never. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was, that's our new favorite. I said, oh, Let's do this again in a few weeks. So yeah, it's going to be our... That's a small thing that makes a big well, difference. Well, you know, we're, and also, again, we're looking for entertainment. It's a little sad around here. We're starved for entertainment. Yeah. We're... Look, Evie, today we're going to iron some napkins, <laughs> and then we're going to go wash the car. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't normally sound exciting. What a great summer. Well, yeah. Be. Well, it's a little off. It's a little off. Okay. So on to something else that I think can make a big difference in a room, and that is statement artwork. We do talk about not going with this this big box artwork that everyone else has in their house or kind of the trends of what's popular. So I love it when people use artwork that's meaningful to them. Yes, and I love small landscapes, um, whether it's a seascape or a mountainscape, and sort of painted by those Sunday type of artists or marginal types of art, uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, thrift store art, yard sale art. And I think a collection of those could be really fabulous. And you could even have just have a tiny little one on an easel. And what a difference that would make on your entry table or something like that. Well, actually, when I used to go to the auction all the time, I bought a bunch of these little oil paintings that are landscapes. They are so fabulous to have in a bookcase or sitting out on a table. And they really do make you kind of think about this beautiful location. And so I agree. I think even the little small oil landscapes are beautiful to have. Yeah. And you think of all the detail that went into it and the, you know, the person, the hand that touched the brush that, you know, made the decision to create the seascape or something like that. It's fairly charming. So look out for those. They have tons of um, sellers on Etsy or eBay that, you know, they may be a store that just sells these small landscapes, uh, or just sells paintings and other ones are mixed in with those shops that have more of like a, a you know, a jumble sale feel where they have a little bit of everything. But yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to find something. I had climbed Mount Whitney. Uh, it was my first big hiking trip with my hiking group. And 
shortly thereafter, I was at the Rose Bowl, and what did I come upon but a painting of Mount Whitney. And it it was one of my most favorite pieces of art because every time I look at at it, I think of all the fun we had. Well, you know, most of it was fun and, you know, adventure, I should say, that we had doing that. And um, it's so special to me. So you might be able to find something of a place that you know. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Okay, I have another one. How about adding a runner? So we're not talking about a gigantic 11 by 14 or 8 by 10. So a runner in your hallway or a, a runner in your kitchen by your sink. I don't have So you that. mean a, a rug? I, I, mm-hmm. A rug, yeah. And so usually runners are like, um, they're two feet and three inches for whatever reason. And uh, those three inches, I guess, make all the difference. Um, And you can have them in the length of seven feet or 10 feet, even longer. And they have a lot of them on Overstock and Amazon, other places that we've told you about for fairly inexpensive rugs. But I found... um, the Ruggable has a really nice selection. So Ruggable is that company where you can wash the rug. And so it comes in layers. There's a mm-hmm. pad that comes. And then I haven't tried one yet. I've gone back to their site so many times. And I really wish you could get swatches yeah. from there, but you can't. Uh, but I just got an email from them the other day because, you know, of course, I had signed up for something like 10% off or something. And so I get a ton of emails from them as well as Ballard. Uh, but Cynthia Rowley just started uh, doing a collection with them. And there is a really lovely rug on there. And I don't even know if this one is in her collection, but it's the Leela Cream Vintage Rug. And I think you would love it, yeah. Anita. It's sort of the creams and taupes and has some blue oh, in it. Sorry. It's really pretty. Uh, and Cynthia Rowley's are a little bit uh, more graphic, but they're really cool. So that might be something, even if it was a high traffic area where you you know, you kind of would like to have a rug, but you're concerned about having it, you know, ha- get dirty and having to vacuum it and deal with it. Maybe the ruggable isn't an answer because you could just presumably throw it in any size washing machine, particularly if it's a small runner. You know, I don't know how I would be getting an eight by 10 in my home mm-hmm. washing machine. Although they're I mean, thinner, thinner struggle. rugs, I understand, than a regular rug. Yes, they are. But I mean, ultimately, that's a lot of material, but a runner for sure. I would like you to test them out for us with your little guys and see how it does. Oh, yeah, because I have a lot of little guys. Yeah, that have little uh, bladder issues. And they might be messier than the little guys. I told you, we're done. She's perfect now. Oh, well, I thought there were some issues. Not an accident? No, no. I think last time we talked about her, she was like four days dry. Now it's been like weeks. Oh, look at her all grown up. I know. Another good thing that came out of the code. <laughs> Everyone was paying attention to her. And she just, there was no way. She was spending a lot of time outdoors and she finally caught on. Oh, oh, this is what you want me to do out here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Okay. Oh, uh, Kelly, I think you're right. This, the, the runner on the floor is actually, usually these are kind of big. And it's it's a great way to introduce pattern in a big way, much more so than some small, like, for example, little maybe three by four inch item you might put on your desk. This is a big area that you're covering. So it's going to really add a nice amount of color and pattern to your room, which leads into my next thought, which is to put a tablecloth on your table, even when it's not being used, because this is another nice way to really add some color and pattern to your room. So I'm talking about on your kitchen table or your dining room table 
or maybe even on a side table. This is such a beautiful way to add a lot of drama to a room. And the one tablecloth I found for today that I thought was so stunning is called Persian Flower. And I found it at Wisteria. It is blue and white, and it's not just one color blue. It's different shades of blue, and then the white, and it's got a beautiful banding or border on the fabric. And so it's not just one pattern on there, but it's, you know, made to have this, the border. Whereas if you bought fabric and cut it, it's not going to have this border all the way around. Beautiful, beautiful tablecloth, and it's washable, of course. And this one, the square size was regularly $79, and this one is on sale for $38.97. So another good sale for us today. $38? Mm-hmm. That's a great price for a tablecloth. I think tablecloths are always so expensive. And you were asking me about, you know, lipstick on your collar. No, <laughs> lipstick on your napkin before. I, I, Okay, it's a napkin. I never spend that much money on them. And so if it doesn't make it, it doesn't make it. But a, a tablecloth, sometimes you have to invest a lot in a tablecloth for it to be nice fabric. And I'm sure from Wisteria, this one is probably very nice. Well, and let me say, it's a 78-inch square so this is let me tell you it's a big one uh, well that's yeah. what i'm saying even though we're talking small it's a big tablecloth <laughs> it's gonna make a big impact okay i bought something it's small but not tiny but it's small in the realm of what it is it's a poof and i do love a poof so it's made of jute it's that same jute that i love the chunky jute rugs mm -hmm. uh, that are made out of. oh is jute. it a round poof it's round. It's 20 inches round, and it's only 10 inches high. So actually, they, the description is a child size. Oh, poof. okay. But, you know, I mean, how big are people's feet? It's fine. I, I love it. It is it's, – it's like ticking all the boxes for me. It's so well-made. Um, it's kind of got – almost like, I don't want to say braiding, but it's got some detailing around the outside. And then it's woven on the top and woven on the bottom. It looks great. It's kind of firm. You could sit on it, but you could definitely just use it as um, for, you know, putting your feet on. It's also very flat on top. So I wouldn't put a glass mm. on, you know, by itself, mm -hmm. but you could definitely put a tray on it with something on top of it. And it's... Or maybe even a large book with a few, you know, little things on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'm going to use it up here in the podcast studio because I got one of these um, kind of like, you know, again, sort of my my infusion of mod. It's kind of like uh, my Barcelona, my, you know, pseudo Barcelona chaise that I have in the living room, but it's a leather black leather chair mm -hmm. that I have up here as an accent chair. And so I think putting that texture next to it and because that's kind of all nubby and natural looking, I'm, I'm just loving the juxtaposition. So that is darling. It was $87. Um, and I think any kind of poof is a great addition to a room, you know, even if it's just for color. So I have a question about it. So is this, are you using it for your feet or what, how do you feature using it in your room? How do I feel like it's going to be used up here? I think it's going to be for the feet up here. Um, and, you know, not a ton of people are up here with me uh, sitting on this chair because when I'm up here podcasting, you know, we need to be quiet and all that. But I think it's just going to look really great next to this chair. And then if someone was to be up here or if I was to go sit over there, I would put my feet up on it. And then it was going to make this whole chair feel more like a lounge, like a chaise, if you could put your feet up. Yeah. 
Oh, nice. Okay. Very nice. Well, that was my last one. So you... I'm good. You know, I can wrap up now, too, because I know we have a really fun, hot topic to talk about. And we have a, a question and, of course, our crushes. But our question, I think, is super fun. And I want to talk a little bit about our listener who uh, wrote into us. Oh, OK. So our hot topic today is apartment therapy shared that West Elm has a coloring book now. And the cool thing about it is that it features local artists came up with the designs on the pages, and it is free to download. So you're going to have to use your own paper and your own colored pencils or markers. But I thought, what a great idea to kind of come up with this coloring book for people who were kind of stuck at home. But also, you know, they used the designs of all these local artists, and they included their name and, you know, their social media handles. And I just thought it was just a fun thing to do. I think it's so nice. And those coloring books really came on strong a couple of years ago. All of a sudden, people were, you know, if authors were coming out with them and different people were coming out with the books. Uh, I bought two of those a couple of years ago when we were going on our summer vacation and brought them with some, you know, new um, colored pencils that were all beautifully sharpened. And Ava and Laura and I had a lovely time. You know, you go after the beach, you're kind of chilling. It's so relaxing. I always love coloring. That was like one of the things that I loved to do when I was little. And I would always, oh my God, I'd be so excited to go to the five and dime with my mom and get a coloring book and a new set of Crayolas. So it's just the grown up version of that. I think it really is a great way to unwind. So kudos to West Elm. Oh, that was really nice of them idea. to do that. So I hope everybody, you know, takes the time to download it. I wonder if you could, you could probably also, you know, when you select print on your printer, you can probably just do a couple pages if you want. I don't know how big the book is. Oh, yeah. I think it's a PDF. So just print the pages that you want. I think that's the way it works. All right. Are you ready to share your crush? Yes. Okay, it's a shop that I'm actually trying not to shop at because I think it's it's dangerous. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, you may have seen Jenny Kane on uh, Instagram. They do sponsored ads and whatnot, and it's exactly you know, I would like to think it's the way that I do dress, but it's definitely the way I aspire to dress. So this really California casual, but great fabrics, you know, linens and cashmeres and just a great pair of flats and things like that. And she has some housewares too. She has a, a bunch of brick and mortars, which I hope are doing well now, or, or you know, will continue when we uh, open California back up, but really great look. And, um, if you sign up for her email, I mean, she is not a sponsor or anything. I just am very attracted to uh, her whole look and the vibe. And I haven't purchased anything yet, but everything looks really, really high quality. And if you do sign up, or at least when I signed up for her emails, uh, they give you 25% off. So that's a pretty good deal. And I don't know how long that is going on. So you may want to try that. If you're interested, go have a look and see if there anything floats your boat. And if it does, you could save 25% off. That's a pretty hefty chunk to be saving. So it's um, Jenny Kane, K-A-Y-N-E. And I'll put the link to that shop in the show notes. Very nice. Well, well, Evie and I are not washing cars or ironing napkins. <laughs> For a living, we, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have something else that we've been doing. Uh, there's a book that, actually this was her idea, but there's a book called Sing a New Song. And it's a book that's kind of like a study book and it covers all the uh, all the chapters of the book of Psalms uh, in, in the Bible. And it just, each one, it, you know, kind of just talks about it. And you kind of read it and it just kind of gives you some 
you know, questions to, to discuss. But it's it's been a fun thing to go through, especially right now with the COVID, because it's very calming, very peaceful, and very comforting. So if you're looking for something like that, I think this one's a great book. And if you're into design, I mean, the cover of it, I was very attracted to because it's a beautiful blue with some gold uh, designs on. And I thought, oh, that's from a design standpoint. I thought that's really pretty. Oh, how nice. Okay. We have a great question from a very enthusiastic uh, listener. Yes. So Jocelyn H. Jocelyn emailed us that she has recently moved from her condo in the city to a big house in the country. And she's very, very happy about the move. She found her podcast last fall while they were waiting to move in and she's listened to almost every single one of them <laughs> jocelyn you've been a, you've been a busy wow, girl good. over 400 episodes um she's uh, gotten many valuable tips from listening and she's really developing her passion for decorating along with you know listening to uh decorating tips and tricks so she has a question now She Mm -hmm. says that she has a red brick fireplace. Yes, I have one of those. And I love it. Uh, (laughs) I can't help it. It's one of the reasons I fell in love with the house, even though I have a more modern style. She doesn't want to paint it, but she really needs some ideas for summer Mm -hmm. mantle decorating for a fireplace of this grand size. Now, there were several photos attached. And Jocelyn, uh, I hope you're listening, and I'll let you know that we're – uh, answering your question on this episode, uh, your home is lovely and your fireplace is grand, girlfriend. It is huge. So it's a you know, brick fireplace. It's got some different colored uh, red, maybe in some black bricks. So it's sort of mixed in, but it goes, it looks like it goes up two stories. Don't you think, Anita? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a two story. Yes. And it's, yes. I don't know that it's that wide, but it's very tall. It's very tall. And then it has a very simple wood mantle. Mm-hmm. And um, then kind of a smaller, you know, compared to the size of the the brick portion, the firebox is a, a smaller size. Mm-hmm. And then it's a place for logs on one side. And then some other, there's just some, you know, some space on the hearth on the other side. So, Anita, you want to jump in and give Jocelyn some ideas? Mm-hmm. Well, right. And I would say, I think the difficulty with decorating something like this is when you have a, a material like this, where it's not painted, so it's uh, you know stone or brick. Uh, when it's a, it it can look busy, meaning that you know each brick's a little bit different color, and some are maybe a little toward the white, some are a little toward the black, some are a little different shades of red. So I, it's it, so it becomes a little difficult to decorate with. So I will say that, and uh, so you do have to be careful uh, because it's busy. You know, a lot of things that you might put on it might not show up that well because they might kind of get lost in the in the pattern of the of the bricks. So my suggestion would be it is such a massive fireplace. What I would do, I think, to bring in some uh, summer and what I should say is she had a lovely artwork, some lovely artwork on the mantle. It looked like a, a landscape that was uh, black and white that had was a snowy scene. So I'm thinking that probably should come down if she, if you want, Jocelyn, if you want a spring look or a summer look. And my idea is to, my thought is you should do a Kelly. And what I mean by that is. Oh, wow. Is that a thing now? Well, (laughs) well, I'm going to tell you to to use a a copy an idea or steal an idea from you. And that is to find some wallpaper that's a large print you know, a large pattern that is something that appeals to you that looks very springy springy or summery and 
get enough wallpaper to do a really large panel of Luon or a foam core or something uh, that may be, you know, about the width of the of the artwork she has there, which I'm guessing it looks like it's around three feet wide where there's one foot on either side. So probably about that width, but up maybe about six feet. And so I would just kind of wallpaper uh, something as lightweight as you can get, like maybe, like I said, Luan or foam core, and then get some sort of uh, framing to go around it. You might be able to buy some at the hardware store and just paint it. I don't know. Or, you know, it might even look good just wrapping the the wallpaper around the edges. But I think that would be a very dramatic look. And the the large pattern, I think, would be good. I just, I think you want something very bold on that fireplace. One, because it's, like I said, it's a busy thing when you're looking at brick. And two, this is such a big size. I think you want something big to go there. So what do you think, Kelly? I love that idea. Okay, that, uh, not only because you called it a Kelly, but I love that idea. So I think, you know, we try to uh, answer questions. Well, we try to answer every single question, but certainly the questions that come in that we're going to talk about on the air, we want to have a question where it can pertain to not only the person asking, but maybe several other people. So I think Anita pulled out some really good information from Jocelyn's question and also the photos she sent. A lot of people may have this type of brickwork or stonework in their home where there's a lot of different colors. It you know, there's there's texture to it because it's not completely flat. So it is sort of busy. And so, but if you love it, and that's perfectly fine, Jocelyn, that you love it, we, uh, you know, we think it looks beautiful in your home and done the right way, it can really be a wonderful focal point. But Anita's point is, is really, it got to be driven home that there's a lot going on there with the different piece, uh, you know, the different bits of brick and the coloration. So yeah, I agree. You should use bigger pieces, fewer, bigger pieces. I don't think you want to go with the little things. I like your, it appears to be like your winter mantle. And I think the artwork is great. And then, you know, it, but I would want to see bigger things. You have some small vases. I think it's color-wise all great and the number of things you have great, but I would want to see things bigger because you want to balance uh, to the extent you can with the massive size of this fireplace. So yeah, I was thinking a really big mirror up there maybe with oh, great like, idea. two good size vases, like, you know, 24 mm-hmm. inches, something like that with maybe just some sprays of either, you know, could be faux, could be real flowering branches. Or if you have, if you're in the country, maybe you can just go out and clip things. So, you know, if you clip, um, things, branches from, uh, trees that are budding or trees in Canada, maybe you you haven't even gotten too many things that are really in full bloom yet. You know, you could just keep changing the greenery in those vases throughout the spring and the summer, and it wouldn't cost you anything, so, but something big. And also I think the fact that if there's branches with maybe leaves or something like that, it'll be, it'll soften the lines of the brick because it, it's a hard surface obviously and it's square on this you know squared off and it's a big rectangle and then on the base if you were talking about something in a hearth on the one side you have the so the alcove for the the wood but then the other side is like another opportunity to put something that might soften it so if you're going to do branches and leafy kind of things or florals up top Maybe do a basket with some, maybe a throw or a pillow poking out of it in summery colors or your neutral colors that you seem to be drawn to. Um, And if you don't do 
leaves and florals and things up top, maybe that's a good place to put a nubby basket with a nice size plant in it. But everything should be a pretty substantial size. So we, we talked about small things in the episode today, but for you, we're talking about big things. Um, and I would just, you know, if, if your your color palette seems to be sort of a grays and neutrals and some blacks, you could certainly carry that through. But maybe you want to pick a pop color for the spring and the summer. You know, I love that yellow or maybe, you know, whatever. Maybe you're drawn to a blue or something like that. But that one might be a nice place to add a bit of color to. Great tips, Kelly. So we love, love, love getting your questions and emails. And we've gotten so many nice emails lately, just pe- people saying thanks for continuing. Like, we, we would never even consider not continuing, right? I mean, I, guess <laughs> I have more time to talk to Anita and, and do this and get ready for the podcast. And we love doing that. So and we love connecting with all of you. Um, and we wanted to let you know that you know, we are here if you have a question or we're here if you just want to say hello. So please shoot us an email and let us know you're out there. We loved hearing it. Another great way to let us know you're there is to leave uh, a review of the show on iTunes. Lately, Anita, I mean, I am so just blown away. We've gotten so many beautiful five-star reviews from listeners, new and old. So if you haven't had an opportunity to leave us a review yet, we'd really appreciate that. We normally have the link to iTunes in the show notes. So it's real easy. Just pop on over there and leave us a five-star review if you wouldn't mind. It would be really great. And let us know you did, because sometimes on iTunes, you know, you can't tell because people have funny handles and things like that, and you don't know who it is. So let us know that you did, and we'd really appreciate it. And we will let you know that we received your email on the air, maybe. So uh, stay tuned. We are here for you. I hope everybody's doing well. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. We are so excited because this is the year of an even closer connection with you. Sign up for our insider emails at decoratingtipsandtricks.com to get the details on how to join Team DTT. Yep, Team DTT. Everything you love about decorating tips and tricks and so much more. More tips, more advice, more inspiration, more laughs, more us, and most importantly, more you. So add your email to our DTT insider list at decoratingtipsandtricks.com. You'll get the details via email. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.